Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh. That's right. A good poo joke will never cease to make me laugh. <laughs> Not even... <laughs> it's haunting. Hold on one sec. Tippy just opened the window. One second. <laughs> I can't handle your uh, the Hanson Foster. I keep like switching them. So every time I talk to someone about you, I just keep switching your last names around. It's like Kate Foster Hanson, Kate Hanson Foster, Kate, like Hanson Foster Kate. Like, I can't keep track and I'm sorry. It's just how it's going to be. I'm well, definitely going to screw up your name. That's it be like faulty towers. We have like Andy Richter over here on the couch. <laughs> yes. I am ready for this. I'm excited. I am too. Uh, yeah, I know. This feels like a long time in the making. This. And I feel like we've done simultaneously a lot and nothing <laughs> to prepare for this. And I'm, ex I'm like very pumped to see how it goes. I put like seven serums on my face to get ready. <laughs> and scented put... chapstick. Nice. And, I, I showered. So I also have my phone on hand in case, because as you, as you know, there was that neurovirus outbreak that like made national news in my town. So I'm yes. like waiting for a phone call any, um, any moment that like one of my kids exploded. This is totally appropriate for, for what we're doing. But you know, remember how, mm -hmm. I told you how last week, um, I, uh, like Coralie was the first one to get sick and like, and I thought she was like a one and done puker or whatever. And, yeah. and so I was all like, oh, like, cause she's like, I feel so much better now, mom. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I like went to bed. I fell like into like a deep sleep. And then it was like, like far in the recesses of my unconscious. It was like, no, mom, mom, like, <laughs> like I'm going to get sick again. So I jump up trip on my blankets of my bed and like fall down on my forearms anyways i sent you a picture you, of you did and it was gnarly and i also showed my family guess what <laughs> but there's more <laughs> so as i was putting on all my serums this morning <laughs> this, is <so> bad. <laughs> this is so bad i'm gonna show it to you oh okay. my gosh Okay. And then I'll let you tell me what you think it looks like. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Why? Why is it like that? <laughs> oh, that is amazing. Vagina. It's like, <laughs> it's like you got, you've got, it it's is like. It's like a tattooed like a vagina on my arm. <laughs> oh, you're a great start. Okay, so if this is gonna be the debut, we should do the whole what Not we're about bad. thing. Oh, but, oh. Well, no, I mean that's gonna set the tone. Not I mean that's on my arm. <laughs> I okay. feel like you know what? If we're if they're still with us at that point, I think we found our audience. So it's gonna be hook. good. I think I just hooked everybody <laughs> in. I just, I just reeled them in. Yeah. Like, within within five minutes, ooh. there's already vagina talk. So yeah. no, I got them. Yeah. <laughs> so we're so poetic we have mfas <laughs> we're so good <laughs> we have books and mfas everybody this is what you get all right
so so table for deuced where we shoot the shit about all things lit and for me it is mostly about having fun i feel like i haven't had hardly any fun in the literary realm in what it's been like seven years <laughs> i think or approximately like it's so career oriented and it's the conversations that are being had just aren't really doing it for me nor do i feel all that invited to them to participate in them in any way shape or form uh so i just wanted a space where I can talk to friends or people that I respect at least and talk about literary things. You know who's not doing anything? Kate. <laughs> I'm going to contact her. What's Kate been doing? Kate, have you been writing? Kate. No, Kate. I can change all the doorknobs in my house. <laughs> you disassembled a table. I did disassemble a table. <laughs> Sometimes like I find like my cat sleeping like in a <laughs> on the floor and I just like curl up next to them for a while. That's like that's what I've been doing. I was like, wow, I, how did I not realize this was a thing? Like when the sunbeam hits the floor and it gets all like toasty warm. So I just go into like fetal position as it moves around the house. <laughs> <laughs> You're like these cats are onto something. <laughs> no, uh, so how so how has your writing been? <laughs> Well, I actually, I'm trying to work on um, reviews because I'm trying to get reviews for my new book. So I thought if I pay a little bit into the universe, um, that mm -hmm. something might come back. And I also find that I'm doing it like much slower than uh, I think I should be, or at least that everybody else is. Like some people mm. are like banging out like reviews, like this and that. I don't know. I'm thirsty for like conversation and what we're all writing about and everything and like how we're like conversing mm -hmm. with each other. And at this point, I don't think we are. Have you been writing? Uh, no, no, I have not. I haven't written anything in what well, I've written blurbs. I've done a couple blurbs. I can do that. I've managed to eke out some emails that I've needed to, but I haven't written creatively. Uh, it's probably six months to a year, I'm Did guessing. You follow, are you following proper blurb format? I am. I am. I have this wonderful formula laid out for myself, and I can basically just inject certain words, certain adjectives here, mm -hmm. a little bit of an exaggeration here. But at, I, I will be honest, though, I will not blurb a book I do not like. I will make an excuse not to. <laughs> So if I actually have blurbed someone's book, I usually actually like it. I genuinely, because I actually have a certain amount of integrity I feel like I need to represent. You know, I, I haven't yet been in the position where I've really had to come like face to face with somebody and be like, I'm sorry. I just like, unless you want to know the real, my real feelings, politely pass. I'll be like, oh, my chin's my or I'll just go with the like, my children have neurovirus and I have a vagina. <laughs> no, every, I really got to get this checked out. But no, I, I haven't. Um, usually when someone asks me, we've already have some sort of like communication. It's usually not like some kind of cold call or it's just random solicitation, which has been good. Uh, I don't tend to answer those at all. I've been solicited before where it's someone I've never heard of and they're like could you review this book and it's just like delete oh yeah like I I don't feel bad about that I, oh, I yeah. do a lot of I other things like any like form submissions to my website and I just you know yeah there's a yeah. lot I just can't get to 
when people see that you review books, everyone is, comes running, you know, to yep. anyone who looks like they might do a review. So yeah, like I get yeah. one of those emails and I, I just, you know, I, I do politely say like, I just, I'm just really, really busy. <laughs> busy, busy with puking children and multiple vaginas doorknobs <laughs> in my house and not, I also changed the um light switch covers as, as well so that was you know like I've had a lot going on a lot <laughs> I'm friends with people whose work I generally like usually starts off that way so literary friendships for me begin where I admire their writing and then a friendship kind of blooms from there rather than I like you and then that taints my reading of your work so I'm naturally going to be biased towards liking your work so that's so true for me too and I think it almost like comes across as a contradiction because I've like mm -hmm. you know written reviews for friends and blurbs for friends and that comes mm -hmm. across as like the classic nepotism you know factor most uh like most of my writing friends like be, you know were, the friendship bloomed out of admiration so it's easy you know to like write supportive uh you know blurbs or reviews or whatever um in that way. I just think in the grand, the larger scale of, you know, I guess it's funny saying larger scale because the poetry world is so small. <laughs> All 112 of us. <laughs> Everyone runs to like the big hot name, you know, please. And the big hot names like, oh, darn it. I had you as an MFA student. Yeah, I guess I had. You know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I would also like to thank all my past MFA mentors who blurbed some of my books. So yay. Hooray I, for would, them. I would also I have thank them. all those who have taken pity on me in the past. <laughs> as well. Let's let's talk about the Sealy Challenge. Did you do let's it? Let's do it. I, I have never done it. Never. And I, I cannot keep up with that pace. I've read at that pace before and I am not getting what I want to out of the reading experience. It is very rare that I can sit and a book will hold me throughout the whole thing anyways in a day. That's a very rare experience for me to begin with. And to do that 30 times over, I, I don't see that happening. And I don't see it being very good for me as a close reader and editor. I don't know if it's, if every book should be treated like, you know, like a music album. And everyone's gonna lie on their beds and like listen to it from front to back, you know? I don't know, I would say like my latest book has like a, a narrative thread, a very faint narrative thread, but something that mm -hmm. still could be picked up and put down, I hope. You pick it up, you put it down. Um, but if someone raced through it because it needed to be read in a day, it just feels like a disservice, you know? And I feel the same about reading other people's stuff. Like I said, I'm, you know, I'm working on this one review for this book and I've, you know, I'm like on my third pass through it because I want to, you know, I want to give it like the time that we as poets like want to have on our poems. If it's done well and the poems are good, they deserve the time. But for me, it's how do you like, you know, dig deeper into that and how does it converse with you know, so-and-so else's book, which has like a similar theme or a larger social issue or, you know, nothing at all. Like just, you know, time and space who, you know, who knows? That's kind of impossible to me to do um, every single day for an entire month. Yeah, I, I wanted the reverse. I wanted to create like the reverse Sealy challenge where I'm reading one poem every day, 30 days in a row because there are some poems like that I will never stop reading over and over and over like song 
by Bridget Piggy and Kelly is a poem I can read every day and be surprised by every day. Like there, it just never ceases to not surprise me. Like it is constantly surprising, constantly shocking and constantly beautiful. Like every time I read it and I don't have that experience with the whole book every day. And I couldn't, like I said, I just could not pace myself like that and get what I want out of the book. And I would be doing the book a disservice, I think. Yeah. I think the Sealy Challenge is great in the sense that it is a community kind of experience where like people are showing off, these are the books I read or I'm going to read. And it's fun to be a part of that. Every year someone reads one of my books, which is great, but also it's fine if they don't. Like it, that doesn't, that's never, I don't really care. But the fact that like people are reading and they kind of want to share the experience, it's more about who else is participating. It's almost like a marathon rather than a personal, say. interesting, like kind of transformative experience with the books itself. I mean, I can't speak for everybody and that's making some big generalizations here, but it does seem like a lot of it is about here are the books that I have, here's what I'm going to read. And like everyone else kind of bouncing off that idea rather than just having that very intense personal transformative experience. I think the marathon analogy is perfect because you know the not just for the Sealy Challenge but just like the poetry scene overall. It's uh, let me tell you about my oh sorry my thing just beeped. Did you hear that? Yeah I did. Sorry. Well, Thanks a lot. That. Now everything is ruined. <laughs> start, we start <laughs> screwed it all up Kate. Start from scratch. Always me. I felt like with the Sealy Challenge, so it's just like what I do like. What I, I do like looking at everyone's um, stacks, like when they post their mm-hmm. stacks, like because I was like, oh well, what did you pick? You know, and I I did it last year. I made it about three books in, and then I was like, this is impossible. So I went back and revisited my stack this year and thought, well. Maybe I'll go back and for the ones that I did read, you know, I'll, I'll pay it again forward by like, you know, taking it one step further and like going and rating what I thought about it on Goodreads or Amazon or whatever. Um, and, and kind of like making it less about showing off what books you're reading and more of like, you know, a little bit of accountability of, of having, you know, of participating in this. Like if you're in, you know, this, like, what is the end game? I feel like all this pressure of like, you know, like, should I just like be handing out waters to all these poets? Like I'm on the sideline, like, God, I'm tired, uh, whatever. And that's how I feel too when everyone's like posting not only their poems, but like their, their acceptance letters for their upcoming poems and everybody's, you know, it's like, yay. And then, but, but it's going so fast, like that it's like, I break out into a sweat and then, you know, that I'm sweating yeah. and no one, and I'm in a, you know, my right. I just want everyone to slow down. Is that so bad? Speaking of submissions, when's the last time you submitted work? I almost feel like guilty writing right now. Like it feels like I should still be paying attention on what I just did and what I put out into the world Mm -hmm. to at least like try and get someone to read it. (laughs) (laughs) Which, Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, uh, people have read it. At least, at least me. <laughs> so I've, I've got you got that going for you. My mom and my dad, my neighbor read it, and then came yeah. over one came over one day and was just like, "Are you depressed?" <laughs> oh yeah, I find that kind of endearing. 
that at least there is like people willing to like ask you that. I think that's uh, fantastic. Well, it's just gotten to the point where like, I think we don't know how to read each other's poems anymore. We're reading it all so literal. And maybe it's because mm -hmm. everyone is um, writing from personal places right now. You know, everyone's kind of like trying to tell their story um, through poetry. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really know um, like maybe that goes factors into the desperation, you know, of everybody wanting so badly to be heard even, you know, so not so much, like so much that they can't even wait for the poem to come out, but they need the validation mm -hmm. to let everyone see that their poem got accepted, you know, and it's just like that. I don't remember that being a thing. No, it used to be, you would, I, I, I just remember it being like once the poem was like published and if it was online, you would send out the link if it was in a print sometimes you'd post a picture of the poem in the journal but it has gone from I submitted to a dream journal to I got accepted to a dream journal to thank you to the editors of said dream journal to right. it just got published to like these multiple iterations of this one poem the one poem has like the shelf life of like <laughs> two years from submission to acceptance to publication and it's it's a lot it is a lot to do like kind of sit and experience and absorb yeah. it, it's just a lot when you especially if you have a lot of writer friends it is a lot of just incoming messages about people's like literary journey I don't even know exactly what the submission journey I don't I have no idea what the word for it is but it, it is just a lot to kind of absorb and it becomes hard to maintain a certain level of enthusiasm over the course of like seven months for the one poem or whatnot? I think we all feel trapped because I have so many moments of, ah, I'm just gonna delete it all. Like, you know, like, and let them wonder if I died, you know, like, just cut <laughs> it all down. <laughs> um, and, but then I'm like, <laughs> there's like a, an onion of problems there. Social media is like this ball and chain that we carry around. Then all of a sudden, like, there's another lit scandal that, you know, and everybody goes crazy because everyone wants to, you know, feed on, like, I think everyone just needs like dopamine or something, like a little yeah. nugget of like, to get them feel, to feel something. And I think like mm. outrage is like, oh, well, like I'm feeling something. No, I, I had a friend who said like, they had a pretty traumatic childhood and uh, social media was really bad for them because the anger was kind of addicting and triggering at the same time like that was what they were used to so when they would go online and feel that like they could get really easily sucked into it mm -hmm. and so it was just a very unhealthy space and I think a lot of people um, if you kind of look at people's histories and see what they're about and what they do there is a lot of that kind of rage addiction that seems to be going on. Like so many people are just jumping from scandal to scandal. And when there isn't so much scandal happening, like going out and searching for it. And well, it's, it's conjuring it's, scandal out of like thin air too, you know, things that like just don't seem at all scandalous to me. Um, maybe yeah. an interesting like point of like topic for discussion, but not like scandal, but then it becomes, but that's not how we treat things anymore. It's either complete outrage or there's, or it's acceptable. And that acceptable line seems to have narrowed 
a little bit. And some of the things absolutely should not have been in the acceptable lane to begin with. But there are other things that I think we're still trying to find our balance on what is actually acceptable and what isn't and what should be allowed in like civil discourse and what isn't. And especially in the literary world, I feel like that is becoming uh, more and more of an issue that people are having a harder time ignoring. I think I think that there is a a large amount of us um, that are doing maybe not ignoring it per se because sometimes you know your feed gets oversaturated and it's everywhere you know um, but people feeling less and less inclined to comment you don't know who those people are because they're just keeping their mouths shut and so you don't really know like you get a I guess what I'm trying to say is you get a false sense of perspective but you know if, if the if the outrage is loud enough, then you think, oh, well, then this this thing that is supposedly a scandal must be really, really bad because everybody is so loud. Should we all just keep our heads down or should more people be, you know, speaking up and saying, I mean, really, are we are we really are we really mad about this thing, you know, and I know we're all I know we're being very vague, but I don't know. It's like, well, which scandal to bring up, you know, but. We just subtweeted, theoretically. Just the the entire literary world. Yeah, <laughs> subtweeting the whole thing. Yeah. Move on. We're talking ready. about you. We are. <laughs> <laughs> well, we covered the Sealy challenge a little. A little. Uh, maybe we could have Nicole talk to us sometime. I would love to invite Nicole on and see if her original dream or idea has taken fruition in the way that she thought it did mm. and what I don't know I mean have you noticed any like I mean it's kind of a great thing to do monthly I, not a great thing to do for me because I'm terrible at it but kind of great to see so much focus on poetry in kind of collective way but um effectively I don't know if I've seen much of a difference in general like in the literary world regarding like ha what has been the effects of it mm. really I don't know I think aside from plugging each other it's it's very much like a twitter roll call like oh who's you know who are you reading these days and people like start posting um you know handles and everybody feels validated and and warm and fuzzy that they got you know never happens to me but I wouldn't know the feeling <laughs> Um, but it's like the, you know, oh, like, you know, you kind of like, I see that sort of, I see you, I see you, I see you. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's certainly not a terrible thing. I don't think it's bad. Yeah. Um, and I do think it does foster that sense of community, like you were saying, and it, people are buying books. That's the other thing, you know, like, so people mm -hmm. buying books for this so-called Sealy Challenge. I just think like, if someone were to come and do like a, uh, you know, uh, maybe like a take some stats on the the end game. Um, how many people yeah. actually followed through? How many people? You know, was it more just that Instagram picture of your book stack? Which I know for me last year it it mostly was, and that you know, so it's like I wonder really how many people have followed through, like from start to finish, and what they really think of it. Like what what did they feel like they got reading at that pace? Um, and, mm -hmm. and kind of looking back, I mean, I, I feel like I would have whiplash if I read, you know, 30 books in a month. Um, and, uh, and I'm not so sure I'd get much out of it personally. So, I mean, you're a parent too. 
and you work and you're a spouse and you have all these other multiple responsibilities. And I, I don't see having the time to read a book a day. I, I maybe can read outside my editorial duties, maybe a book or two in a month of poetry, but like every day I just, I, I would love to try realistically someday, maybe once the kids are no longer children and out of the house and I'm financially independent and wealthy <laughs> or something, I don't know. <laughs> I think that we'll, um, maybe we could do a table for deuce challenge and like force like the poetry community to like read, like keep talking about one poem for like a full week. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to stop talking about this one poem for a full week and then like just see what comes out of it <laughs> like the conversation would, and stuff I think that would so, be amazing there's that you know that's the poetry podcast the slowdown you know like mm -hmm. yes I like this let's slow the pace let's god <laughs> if you didn't see the cat you'd think I lived in like oh in like poltergeist hold on you are haunted east coast house. it is spooky season um <laughs> i've had to get up like 20 times and you're just like, peacefully there like behind your I backdrop just, i've got i've got this wonderful poster space here and i have to get up like every two seconds for these cats who largely ignore me 23 hours a day podcast <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, something like, like, I, I would like to have a slow down challenge, like, and see, you know, make people, um, I don't know, just stop the, the, the race and the dog and pony show of it all. And just, you know, pick something and say, I'm going to like focus on this and like, and see what kind of conversation you can conjure up. I do miss, um, you know, not so much like you know, having my poems torn apart in a workshop or whatever, but like the workshop environment of where everyone just sits around and just spends a lot of time talking about so many aspects of one particular poem and, um, mm -hmm. and where it's successful and where it's, you know, missing the mark. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, is it offensive and, and why, or, or like, is it okay? You know, things like that. And, and having that kind of discourse where every opinion is okay. Um, mm -hmm. And you, you can walk away with your own takeaway, you know? I think that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. And I already like, I already have a poem that I would love people to discuss because I know it's probably a little bit divisive. Um, so Chen Chen's poem, I think it was called Winter and that's oh. the Pooh poem. Do you remember that one? I, I remember we talked about it. I have to reread it. Oh, I love that poem. I'm actually a huge fan of that poem, but I am positive there has to be people out there that just think it's juvenile. And I would love to have that conversation about that poem because I am a I am a defender of that poem. I love that poem. I think it's Do you really have nice. it up? Like is it something you can pull up or is that maybe... uh, not at the moment? Okay, well but I'll edit that in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that is one poem I would love people to discuss because I, I do think there's a certain sensibility there. People will be like, nope, pass. What's the title, like, this what's the title of the poem again? Uh, I think it's called Winter. And oh, it's okay. of course has this beautiful kind of like peaceful title. And it's essentially about being sick and shitting yourself and being taken care of by your partner, I believe, I think is the general story of that poem, but it's so good. 
the perfect so. poem for my week. So I'll, I'll, I'll I will <laughs> go into that poem. I will, I will spend a week on that poem. <laughs> Should we like make it an assignment for our um, one listener, like my mom, who's the <laughs> Oh my gosh, we should. And I will, I will like, I always said, I, I want part of this whole, whatever the heck we're doing mm-hmm. to be in at least a little bit partially in service to the literary world. So I would love to like buy whoever actually participates, maybe if it's more than one person, which I doubt, even if it will be one person, I will actually buy Chen Chen's book and send it to them if they don't have it already. And Chen Chen has a new book out, which I haven't bought yet either, which I need to. Mm. So, but that would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, doing that whole thing of giving, writing the time uh, and and thought and, you know, dissection mm-hmm. deserves. That's right. Yeah, yes. I, love that. I like that a lot. All right, then it's a plan. That is next time. Next time, yep, Chen Chen. Poop home. Chen Chen. Poop home, aka winter. (laughs) (laughs) We told our we told ourselves we weren't gonna make people sit too long. So should we No. Yeah. This is a I think that is a good transitional spot to wrap up. (laughs)